Welcome to Business Partner Partners. Uh, today we're talking to Cam and Joy Hill, uh, the founders of Elias Ministries here in Greenville, South Carolina, which is now part of Lead Collective, which we'll get into that whole thing later. We've talked about it a little bit more, a little bit before on this. Um, but excited to talk to both Cam and Joy. I've known Cam for a long time, Joy not as long, but uh, one thing I'll say about Cam, Christy told me not to be long-winded, but Cam was voted at one point the most attractive <laughs> pastor in Greenville. And so, you know, when you have someone like that on the show, it's just a really exciting thing. So anyway, Cam and Joy, excited to have y'all. Wanted to kick it off. Christy told me I had to kick it off by asking you, how did you guys meet? And then we'll apparently talk about Elias later. We're also going to take that. a pause real quick to let you guys Google him, because now that you know he's the most attractive faster <laughs> in Greenville, you want to know what he looks now like. Now you're going to be sorely so, disappointed. I don't take, think they have an updated picture. Take though, a moment like of Google. Hair. Take yeah. a moment of Google. I mean, the long hair, maybe even... Well, <laughs> here's how I know that that's not true. Every time I apparently I have a lot of doppelgangers out there, and uh-huh. every single time I get like uh, somebody says, "Hey, you look like so and so." So and so is never good looking. So, <gasps> oh, no, the last I'm always one. like none taken. What was the last one? Yeah, let's he hear was, one like, of them. In his fifty, it's the guy who's fox. this scientist it's from great. Jurassic Park who's constantly telling them not to do this, and then they do it, and oh, then everybody the ends coolest. up in trouble. Yeah. Oh, he's cool for sure. <laughs> Okay, but. so how did you guys meet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Joy told me to, to answer this one because she said it was more embarrassing <laughs> from my perspective, which it is. Um, so we met in college. That's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part is that I was head over heels for her long before she was for me. So we met in the, um, in the athletic area, I guess. I was at the climbing wall. Is she, that a gym? Okay, athletic yeah. area. <laughs> what do they call it? The athletic center? Yeah. Um, area. Yeah, area. And uh, it was indoors. There was a climbing wall. I was climbing there. She had uh, studied abroad in Wales and done some uh, some like rock climbing activities there. And so uh, she sparked up conversation. We were... Did she have an accent Like since she just studied abroad? <laughs> she came back no with accent. just a subtle UK accent. She's like, I'm sorry, I've been abroad. <laughs> I love that. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. But anyway, yeah. I, so she, I got friends... Long, long story short, I got friends owned by her about three times. Nice. And um, I had kind of given up and... Fortunately for me, over Easter break, she had nowhere to go and was forced to come uh, to my house and oh. hang out with my family. And I think that's what did the trick. So, wow. okay, I want to know, like, how was the friend zoning clear? Like, were you like, hey, I want to be with you? And she was like, you're a great friend, Cam. Yeah, I mean, it was nearly it was that clear. Joy's nodding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was for sure like, hey, I would like to be with you. And she was like, I. I, I don't would think like so. To, I yeah. would like to be your friend. <laughs> That's right. I don't yeah. see us that way. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, Joy, I want to know what happened at Easter that like flipped the switch for you. Um, I saw how he interacted with his family, oh. and that was that that flipped the switch. So wow. it, was your, it was your family, not you. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Your family is great. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Oh, that is really sweet. Great. Okay. So, did you start dating immediately after that? Yeah. Not long. I think we held hands at your, oh. yeah, your parents' house. That's right. <laughs> oh, let's yeah. go. We made it official like a month after that, okay. I think. Okay, and then how long did y'all date before you got married? Was it? So we, we dated oh, yeah. almost exactly a year but, uh, before we got engaged. And then we did like a three-month engagement. 
So we did the long distance thing. Yeah. Yeah, because you I, just moved down here. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that because you used to joke with me and say that you didn't actually believe that I had a girlfriend. Well, you lived here and you were getting married to someone <laughs> in Ohio. Like you had, it wasn't a temporary move for you, and she had no plans of moving. We've here. never <laughs> heard of a long distance relationship before. She must be fake. That's exactly. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It's like guys, well, I'm showing you pictures of us, and Ryan's like, she's not real. <laughs> Have you heard of the internet? You can create anything. Yeah. Now. Anti-Teo. It's dark. uh, (laughs) Cool. Well, and here y'all are with three, five, ten kids. How many kids are there? (laughs) Feels like ten. Is in fact three. Is in fact three. Okay. Great story. Love to know that you are on your knees for joy. And then Mm. she finally gave in. That's right. Um, Okay, so tell us a little bit about how you're currently working together. So... Maybe start by, like, what is Elias and how did it get started? So start with that, and then you can talk about, like, kind of how y'all work together with Elias. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm getting the nod. It's my I'm, – I'm going for this one. Um, so Elias is a neighborhood-centered ministry, and we do – it's uh, referred to as asset-based community development. So uh, the simplest way to, to put that is – when you're doing community development, as opposed to looking at a neighborhood and saying, what does this lack and how do we uh, find resources from outside the community to invest in? You don't ask that question first. You say, what's already here? How do we cultivate that and develop that for the good of this community? And then we'll fill in the gaps where we need to. And so we started Elias, this would have been like seven years ago, and um, started with Open Gym. And um, John Perkins, said he's a... Uh, um, incredible community development uh, individual and leader and uh, is still living but in, in his like late 90s but he did a ton of community development work in Jackson Mississippi and he always said when you're doing community development work one of the first things you need to do is leadership development so try and replace yourself mm-hmm. so we started doing open gym and then right after that was uh, uh, our leadership program and then after that was tutoring which became after school and kind of evolved and grew from there so and, and so Elias is in the Nicoltown neighborhood and y'all That's moved right. here was that part of the the journey or before or after how did that coincide yeah the, uh, so that was prior to okay um, moved and, here to Nicoltown people don't know we're recording in Nicoltown now oh that's right well, yeah, yeah yes we are at the lead collective Elias offices yeah thing. office Place. Offices. Area. Yeah. There's also area. there's also wing wings. <laughs> but it is athletic indoors. area. Athletic area. Yeah. So we we moved to Nickeltown uh, actually ten years ago. So we've been married. We actually just celebrated ten years. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, when we got married, we moved to Nickeltown, and it, uh, we were here just like living in the neighborhood, um, trying to be good neighbors, and and truly like listen and learn because neither of us are from the south. So trying to understand the complexities and kind of nuances of this neighborhood took some time because it's also baked into like Southern American history. Mm-hmm. And that was stuff that we had read about, you know, in history books, but had never really experienced. So it took a lot of time just listening to our neighbors, hearing their stories, their perspectives before we realized really like what we should even be doing. So we were here for three years before we started Elias. And Elias started because of that, those very things, like talking to our neighbors, asking them what they thought should be done, what, what did they think uh, the neighborhood needed, and all of that kind of pointed to m- work with middle and high school students. So, so Joy, I, 
you were very integral to the part and starting of Elias. So talk about kind of how that happened for you. Like you were, were you like, Hey, can let's start this. Or was he like, let's do this. Or how did, how did it like come about that y'all were like, okay, we're going to do this together. Um, we both took a class in college called, um, urban ministry and, um, that. She's laughing because we don't love the name now, but <laughs> this yeah. was also like, you know, 14, 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah, um, but the professor there was just, he opened our eyes um, um, to just the effects of, of poverty and, and um, how complicated that is. Um, and so that that's what, like, I guess sparked the, the interest in our passion. And so... Um, <sighs> We, I don't know, we just started by getting to know our neighbors, yeah. and um, and then um, we both can play basketball, and so we we're like, well, let's go play basketball with yeah. <laughs> these who's, kids. Who's better? Um, <laughs> For well, sure. I, I, I have yeah. beat Cameron three years in a row in our 100 Buckets Challenge. Oh, you so. should have let Cam say that, because it's more embarrassing for yeah. him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, this isn't even close. <laughs> Honestly, so, I'm inspired by this because I'm also better than Ryan in a, a lot of sports, including basketball. but not limited to ping pong, tennis. Mm, good. Not what about what about uh, oh tennis? Yeah, no, what about pickleball? Pickleball, definitely. Oh please. Oh, let's play some doubles. <laughs> okay. <sometime. laughs> uh, and so when y'all started this, you were still working at Goat. Yeah. And then you were working at Foothills, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. so I'm curious about like the balance there. Like y'all are living in a neighborhood, both have jobs, starting this thing. Like, All right. So if you're listening to this episode, it might be a solo episode. You're listening to Goat is Great Outdoor Adventure Trips, which is the nonprofit that Ryan started. And that's how we know Cam is because Cam jumped in and joined the Goat team through working at the climbing gym. And then we know Joy from and then we know Cam, like, Joy from Cam, and then <laughs> and then Foothills is a retirement community, correct? Okay, yep. so that's what they were doing. So back to your question. Yeah, so I'm curious about like balancing all those things and like thinking about like y'all are like still a relatively newly, <clears throat> excuse me, married couple at that point, and so mm -hmm. like and you're both like just navigating a lot of things like moving to a new city and yeah. new jobs, and then like okay, let's do this on top. Like, how was that? For your relationship, I guess, is kind of what I'm asking. Well, we didn't have kids yet. <laughs> and well, so we didn't, but I think it was like, we should do the math on this um, <laughs> because it was a matter of months after we started Elias that we discovered we were pregnant with MJ, our oldest. Which, I love who, the word discovered. Like, well, oh, we have not, discovered. It was very much a How discovery because <laughs> that was not planned. Great. Yeah, so I do remember that was like a thing. And we hit this crossroads. So I was uh, I was still full-time at GOAT. I, I was like super part-time at our church. Yeah. But I think I was preaching a few times a month mm -hmm. and... Joy was full-time at Foothills Retirement Community. We had just started Elias. Elias, the goal of it was always to just be a volunteer mm -hmm. pursuit. Yeah, I remember and that. Yeah, so it was more of a passion project that we wanted to uh, do. We thought it would just be like one night a week yep. with a bunch of people. And so y'all didn't think of it as like a, like a full-blown thing. Like we're starting no. something big, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but then I, I remember we hit kind of a junction when we found out we were pregnant. And we, I, we were on our way to small group, and we're praying like, okay, 
what things should we keep pursuing and then what mm. things should we let go. And I remember that was when we felt like, not to like over spiritualize it, but we felt a sense of calling to full time uh, ministry with the church mm. and pulling away from goat. Yeah. And so I think it was maybe six months or a year after that that I switched and went full time with the church mm-hmm. and pulled back from goat. Yeah. So that was a bit, but that decision was in part because of Elias. Yeah, sure. And because you were like fired from goat, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I, it was the se- I was trying to say I was like, hey, I think I need to go to the church, and Ryan was like, well, actually, you're, you're fired. fired. So. <laughs> so this is perfect timing. Yeah, great. Oh, that's good. Okay, so talk about so you you discover the pregnancy discovery. Um, so now you have three kids and you're running. I mean, you're essentially running a business together, a ministry. Mm-hmm. It it operates the same way. So talk a little bit about what it's like balancing running this together and having kids, and what strategies have you kind of found to help you to manage all of it. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll say this. Um, I would, I would say as far as strategies go, clear communication, mm-hmm. really clearly identified roles and responsibilities. So each of us knowing kind of what are we doing, what are we responsible for, what are we not responsible for. That's really really helpful. Um, and then the saving grace in all of it is the YMCA. <laughs> Because we will, we, for Love real. I, I mean, here, here's Kane the example. It's really fun to stay there, I hear. The fitness area. <laughs> the, that's right. The fitness area that they have there. Um, we, that's where we reconnect. No, we, uh, they have child watch, and we'll oh, yeah. put our kids in child watch, and I'll work from there. So if we've ever got like a... You can't put this on the podcast. What if people hear and find out you're doing that? Oh, they are Pencil. fully okay with oh, yeah, okay. They, as long as you dude, stay on right. campus. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah exactly. Like so, we drop them off, and we come back a week later. It's so great. <laughs> no, they've got like several rooms where uh, you can work from, yeah. and oftentimes if we've got... Because this happens all the time, where um, we, we've got schedule conflicts it's like so-and-so's got a fever and can't go to school today and I need to work and you need to work and what are we going to do and oftentimes something as you know simple as okay well I'm going to check the kids into child watch from four to six the ones without the fever yeah that's right um and 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 work from there while you're doing this other thing like kind of weird creative things like that have been really really helpful but as far as strategies go I think just we're looking at our calendar together yeah. several times a week just to make sure we're on the same page. And I would say most of the conflict around working together and being married is around what did somebody put on the calendar that they forgot to share with the other person, and now we've got our wires crossed. We don't yeah. know about that at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I This wasn't not. on the family calendar. This was just on the Chrissy McCrary calendar. Right. Which is common. Oh, um. yeah. I get it. Uh, going back to you mentioned like the the roles part, I think that's important, and I'm curious, and I don't even know the an- full answer to this, but right now you're the director mm-hmm. of Lead Collective, which is the parent organization for Elias Goat and Reach, and then Joy is on technically on the board with me, mm-hmm. but also that's not all you do. So I'm curious, like, what your role is and like how you balance that with like, because I don't think you have like, I mean, you probably have like a very unofficially official role. Or a bunch of I'm a of volunteer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As the uh, family service coordinator. Okay. Gotcha. And so really that's just, um, that's working to get to know the, the families of the students. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and um, and and like that, yeah. I mean, you say volunteer, like uh, like just out of curiosity, like what does that time commitment look like? Um, if I actually don't know because it's, it's it feels like sometimes I'm a social worker, well, yeah, and I mean, so a lot it's of like twenty four seven. Like my phone is buzzing, and I imagine um, a lot of that blurs into just life. For yeah, you as well, yeah, cause... and it's I mean, they're my neighbors too, yeah. and so it just all blends together. But that that is something that we've had to learn um, over the years, like yeah. just setting boundaries and um, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, is that is that challenging? Where I mean, like you just said, like it's twenty four seven, but it is like in some ways it's like a volunteer role at this like formal organization, but in a lot of ways it's also just you live in the neighborhood and these are your neighbors and your friends. And so mm-hmm. like, tell me about that. Like, you know, like it seems like, how do you pick when it's which and like when you prioritize like family or whatever, you know, or do you, <laughs> is it just kind of like every day? <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. Let me speak to that from the outside looking yeah, yeah. in. Um, because I see that, like I see her phone buzzing in how she uh, handles and processes all of this. And I would say if she weren't the family services coordinator at Elias, she would still do family services things yeah. in the neighborhood. Right. Because her personality is such that she can't not. She's so relational from like a um, strengths finder perspective. Yep. Woo is like, is that your number two? I think so. And so she's very, very drawn to people and also drawn to needs. And she's also an activator. And so mm-hmm. she, when she hears about a problem, she's thinking like, all right, what are the 18 steps we need to take to fix this? And then she just go like gets to it. So I would say even if she didn't have that title at Elias, she would be doing that in the, neighbor, in the neighborhood. And that would just be like part of life. Yeah. So it's hard to quantify those hours. But one of the things I think is unique about Joy's role in mine is... So I, I am the director, but she's my boss because she's on the board. Right. <clears throat> don't forget it. Yeah. That's right. No, I don't. <laughs> and at the same time, she's a volunteer, which means she actually, um, she doesn't lead the Elias program meetings. Right. Uh, our program director, Grace Bridger, does. And so she wears like a lot of different hats, mm-hmm. but she does a really, really great job of being an excellent board member. And when she's volunteering at Elias kind of coming under grace and just mm-hmm. saying, hey, what do you need me to do? Or here, it, what's the new process for submitting this thing and uh, following suit there? And I think that's a really difficult thing to do, Yeah. Uh, but probably comes back to that clarifying of roles. Like, yeah. what is my role? What's my responsibility? And she executes great on that. So cool. I also don't work full-time anymore. Uh, since COVID, um, I stepped back, and that was actually a really great opportunity to um, to meet my neighbors mm. when yeah. we weren't supposed to be leaving our house. Yeah. I was yeah. <laughs> because, um, uh, a local organization was donating, um, like tons of buckets of strawberries or bok, bok choy or for the peaches. Green, for the Greenville people, it was Swamp Rabbit Cafe. Yeah, Swamp Rabbit okay. Cafe. And, um, and so they would call me, I would go pick them up and then I would just strap on Zion on my chest my little baby and then put uh, Maria in the wagon and with all the groceries and we just walk up and down the hill and that's actually how I got to know my neighbors or I got to know a lot more neighbors Um, and I really liked that time of my life and Hmm. now um, I don't work full-time I just do part-time three or four days a week and so 
I have, I do have a little bit more time that I can um, work on the balance. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I think that's the first time I've heard someone describe COVID as, I really liked that time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I liked that time in my life. Well, I have three children. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Well, I, I didn't only have three. I only, yeah, only two. Only two. <laughs> it was more manageable. So much easier. So yeah. back to Elias, how many kids do you all have participating on a weekly basis with Elias? loaded question Uh, yeah i would say we probably have between 75 and 100 different students Mm -hmm. so there are a little over 50 signed up for our after school program and then we will have typically between 30 and 50 students uh come to open gym Mm -hmm. And I would say most of those are not coming from after school. So those are different students. Okay. So, yeah, somewhere in the 75 to 100 range every week. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, this is a question for both of you. If you weren't doing – and, Cam, I know you didn't read these questions before, so you have to think <laughs> on your feet. Man, calling me out. If you weren't doing Lead Collective and or Elias – what would you be doing? Like, what could you see yourself doing in life? So this could be either mm. pie in the sky dream or like practical. I think I would be good at this. I'm just curious. What else could you, would you be doing with your life? I want to hear Joy's answer to this. I do too. Um, I'd convince you to move to another country. Uh, and yeah. um, <laughs> and do what? Country? And go back with my original plan. Live I on wanted, the beach. Just live on the well, beach and surf. on the beach. I wanted to live uh, um, That's joy, right? like on a garden in a, in a big farming. farm. Or yeah. yeah, I wanted to do the WOOF program, the Worldwide Opportunities with Organic Farming. Yeah. That was my original plan before Cameron whooped me derailed. off my feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah derailed. It's great. <laughs> Dang family just, just being so awesome. awesome. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I would. Know. And I you think, said derailed. I was interpreting. Yeah. So... I think that's that's what. Which country? I don't Ooh. know. I, that's I, a good farming country. I always thought it would um, that we would be like in South America yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, mine I don't think would be in South America. I would I would probably if we weren't doing this, um, I would I think try and get a a PhD in like New Testament studies or something wow. like that, and either. Teacher, uh, probably like pastor full time. Hmm. Going uh, back to school would be my the last thing I would ever do. I <laughs> I am one of those weird people. I like really enjoy school. Yeah, but have no time for it. So what it sounds like I'm hearing is that the dream of FBI is dead. <laughs> so dead. So dead. Let the record show. Dead. <laughs> when I met Cam, well, I guess you would, that had passed by then. But it your original sure. like when you were going to college was to be an FBI agent, right? Yep. Yeah. That's right. All right, so another question. <laughs> Off like the FBI, that's boring. Okay, is there anything in, in your life that prepared you to be running a ministry that at the time you wouldn't have said, this is going to prepare me to run a ministry in the future, but you're like, looking back now, you're like, dang, like, that really helped me to, I mean, I think the, like, class you took in college that you said you really, like, that it really opened your eyes to poverty, that probably was one, but is there anything else, like, little that now that you can look back and be like, wow, I didn't know, but that was how I was learning to like relate to these people that are different than me or like be a gatherer of people and, and organize things of the level that y'all organize. Um, for me, um, 
My family was from uh, New York City, and um, I have uh, five brothers and sisters, and we had an additional uh, cousin join our family. So there was always like a family of nine traveling around, and um, we, our family grew up in poverty, and um, and I remember some like some of the things like in the <clears throat> the struggle, but. Um, I, I never thought that um, some of those things would help me, like, relate to some of the families that um, we work with now. And um, I don't know. What about you? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, mine would be, I guess, from, like, a different vantage point. So um, not so much how I relate to families that we work with, but more from a uh, system standpoint, organizational level. I think I learned a ton from my time at Summit Church on staff there and at GOAT. So it really wasn't, I don't think I learned a ton in school and like in college that I applied to this, but Ryan is very, very entrepreneurial. And I was in a room about the size of this conference room with him, you know, every day for about four years. And I, I didn't realize it, but I was absorbing a lot of that, like, um, kind of ready, fire, aim mentality, or let's throw this against the wall and see if it sticks. And if not, no big deal. We'll pick, you know, we'll try something else. And I think that made me, um, that gave me more, like, tolerance for risk mm-hmm. and taking chances and just being okay trying something before you feel like you've, you know, uh, dotted all your I's, crossed all your T's. And that was really, really helpful. And at Summit, we had like an interdependent uh, leadership model, which was very, very team-oriented. And that was really helpful in me, I think, learning how to do something with a team of people. So I would say those are two influences that were really, really important for me. That's funny you say that because I I wouldn't have said that before, like just now. But like Mm -hmm. I do, like, because now I think you you and I operate in a lot of similar ways. But I do, like thinking back on it, remember early on, like you had, be like, oh, what if, what if, what about if we do this? I have this idea. I'm like, oh, do it. Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, why not? <laughs> why haven't you already started? Yeah, do it, and then like tell me if it worked or not. Like, I don't, you know. And I think that there's, I think we also work really well together, and so I think there's a lot of a lot of that as part of it. But yeah, it is, it is interesting. Like, you know, that I think you know you have much, very much more of that approach now. I can see in like trying weird things and yeah. So what I'm hearing, Joy, is that. If you keep saying South America, that maybe Cam will be like, okay, let's try it. Let's see if it works. That's see if right. it sticks. That will, I will absorb that as well. Yeah. Just keep, just keep pressuring it. Exactly. You know, my mom grew up in South America, so there's a connection there. It's not going to take too much. Where in South America? Roots. Ecuador. Oh, and we're all that. learning Spanish from the kids, so right. we're Look, getting ready. It's, it's all leading to, it's all leading to this point. Um, okay. Do y'all think you could ever, okay, so... This is a ministry that you're running together, obviously. Like I said, it's similar to how a business would operate. Do you, could you ever imagine yourself starting another business together as a couple? Like a product or a software or something else. Could you see yourselves working together to, to start another business? Or a, an organic farm in Ecuador? Joy always has a project. I feel like the answer is very <laughs> yeah. yes, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if 
I would want to start anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say so the, the opposite. The I was going to make for sure. Yeah, know, works so great this together. is a lot of work. <laughs> she just friend zoned your business. Yeah, she did. Is it something about me or is it no, just no, starting no, 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 something no. in general? No. We're tired. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't start anything else. Yeah, I think the idea of, of uh, starting something new is maybe, I don't know, I enjoy that. Yeah. I enjoy the whiteboard phase of it um, and putting something on paper. And so I could definitely see us doing something. Yeah. And, but it would have to be far down the road. Yeah. Maybe once your kids are a little bit bigger. Yeah. yeah. What are we going to sell? My chapsticks? The ones I make in the house? See, look, chapstick? I told you Joyce always <laughs> look, got she something. she had an idea. Yeah. Chapstick. Joyce always got something. Chap- I'm here for it. Her chapsticks are great. She makes chapsticks. See? Gives them away at the holidays. Yeah. There we gives go. them away. Yeah, there's a business opportunity. That is, that I, I hear a business opportunity for sure. Okay, I am curious if y'all are willing to share. What's been your biggest disagreement or conflict around Elias or Lead Collective working together so cl- closely? I wish I could see Joy's smirk right now. That's because I think really that smirk means she needs to lead off. No, she's like, it's like, do I tell the truth or do I tell one that like sounds okay? Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, we already had a conversation about this. You can go ahead. Yeah, have that conversation go. (laughs) We got another fight. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I will say. Go ahead. You can you can you can tell it. Can I? I'm gonna do this in a way that doesn't get me in trouble on the podcast. Great. We can bleep out things too. Yeah. So you can use cut. Use whatever language you'd like. (laughs) So. I think the probably the greatest challenge is also like one of the things that I like the most about it. The challenge is like the shadow side of it. So mm-hmm. I'll start with what I like most about it and then I'm gonna tell you the shadow side of that. The thing I like most about it is that the th- something that's so important to me, like Elias and Lead Collective, um, I can share with the person who's most important to me. Mm. So there's something about um, being able to like share in that, that I think you don't feel like your life is segmented Mm -hmm. and um, bringing those things together is great because when something's really important, you want to talk about it. And at the same time, you don't want to feel like you're constantly making somebody else live in your world. Right. And so we, we live in this world together. And the benefit of that is we can share in that together. The shadow side of it is, it's like those lines are constantly blurred. Absolutely. So yeah. I would say the hardest thing is figuring out like work relationship, <laughs> marriage relationship. The they're, Those two things aren't two different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we are. Joy brings up like this. Her, I would say her opinion of this is more we just are married people who do this thing together. Mm-hmm. That... We don't have, like, while we have different roles and responsibilities, in a sense, like, our titles don't really change all that much. Like, sure. this is, it's hard to describe, but, like, we are always married first. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's this thing that doesn't change. Basically, wife trumps your role <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like that in, in from an identity perspective, like, she's absolutely right. And I think that's one of the things that I love most about what we do, but it's also, it can be really hard when it's like, 
uh, I'm in a meeting and my phone buzzes and it's joy and I like mute it and because it's not a meeting where I can take the call and then it ca- I get another call and I'm like, all right, I got to make sure that they weren't in a car crash. Yeah. And so you answer and it's like, what are we having for dinner? Those kinds of things, you know? <laughs> Joy, <laughs> so, how dare you? I would never do that. Right. <laughs> Which is like totally a normal thing. What for dinner? It's like totally a normal thing. And, um, <laughs> and, but I would say it's like those kinds of things that, uh, because our lives are just so like integrated together, both at home and at work, I think it can be hard. I, I feel like if I had a different job where um, I like... I don't know, I had some employer that she didn't know, then there would almost be this sense of like, the, I think the boundary would be a little bit clearer, yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So mm, I'd still waltz, waltz into that meeting. All right, well. <laughs> I'd be like, I need you. Joy, Joy's not here for boundaries. <laughs> I need <Sorry>. you. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but I feel like when I get a phone call these days, I'm like, crap like phone calls are like serious so every time i call ryan i start by saying not emergency and then i'm like what are we having for dinner tonight oh, <laughs> you I know? Like that. but we always start with not emergency because he's gotten frustrated with me before i'm like hey and he's like get to the point like is something <laughs> going down so i don't really call when he's like working unless it's like you know, yeah. an emergency oh, like that's good. Maybe like, I'll tr- oh, we call that. each other a fair amount though. Like if we're in the car or something like that. I feel like is that a tech world thing because you're on like uh, video calls and stuff like that so yeah. often. That you guys yeah, I'm on. I'm on a lot of actual calls, and so like it'd be hard to like step out and like. I mean, I think it's, so it's you primarily acceptable. communicate through messages. Yeah. yeah. Usually, yeah, yeah. Um, but I look at some of our like text message communications. It's like twenty from me, and then he writes back like K. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kay. I'm efficient. That's yeah. right. I'm efficient. At least you get a response. Most people don't. Yeah, that's true. He has like 75 billion unread text messages. Right now, I only have 618. Oh, oh my, my word. Text. That would stress Joy out. She'll go through my uh, messages and like clean them up. For On the me. way back from the Iron Man, I was like, Cameron, this person, <laughs> you didn't respond to them. What do you want me to say? Yeah. Secre- secretary job. That's yeah. Great. Okay, so let's end with what is your biggest win? surrounding Elias so like maybe a story mm. from Elias that you feel like encapsulates what <laughs> you're looking at me funny like something that y'all feel proud of together well I would say um this past weekend yeah okay um so uh, when we first started Elias um, it's a it's a holistic ministry, so we want to care for entire people, um, all aspects of life, whether that's um, physical needs, material needs, uh, social emotional needs, spiritual needs, all of it. Like we're here for all of that. And um, one of the things that we've always said was when it came to the spiritual needs, we wanted to create space for people to um, be introduced to Jesus and decide what they wanted to do with him. And, um, and then from there, like hopefully get them connected to a local church where they can grow up in the faith. And, but that wasn't our, that's not our primary purpose, um, here is to help like that maturing process. That's the local church. And this past Sunday there were, I mean, I think seven Elias students that were baptized, um, as well as a former Elias uh, student who's now on staff with us. He and his wife were both baptized like at a local church that's planted here in the neighborhood. 
that meets actually in this building. Cool. And so that I think was, it felt like the culmination of a lot of prayers um, over the past like seven years. And so I think that if you were to say like, Hey, what's the biggest win for me? Like that's the biggest win. Yeah. I think one of the cool things that you kind of like glossed over in there, that's, I mean, a win, a win and a win is like a student or a, a staff, current staff who mm-hmm. used to be a student. And like, that's kind of like full circle of what you mentioned earlier of like asset based community development. Yeah. It's like that's someone from this neighborhood who was in the after school program and now is like, you know, working with the next generation of kids and like being a part of that. Absolutely. And I mean, just to speak to that for a moment, uh, this young man is, I mean, he's an incredible, you know, husband and father and amazing leader. And he within, I would say, I mean, the first hour of him being on staff, working with students, just can command a room, has the respect of every student who's in here because they all know him um, from the community and his reputation precedes him and that goes so far. And so that kind of a thing, you you can't, um, it's so hard to quantify the impact of that. Like he's going to do incredible things through through Elias in this neighborhood that I would never be able to do. Yeah. So cool. Um, A big win for um, from from my perspective was when uh, this past February uh, we were celebrating Black History Month and um, we um, worked together to have an event called Riding and Dining through Nickeltown and um, me and a, along with a couple of the other staff members, we've had this vision of um, of inviting the elders of the neighborhood um, to Elias or somehow getting their paths to cross with the students because students are the next generation um, that are going to be in this neighborhood. And um, we have some really um, incredible people living here and that have grown up in the neighborhood. Um, so I can't even remember how many came out, but the That's whole Elias co-op was That's was cool. full of um, seniors from the Nickeltown community and with our students. And um, First Baptist let us use their buses. We, um, we got all the students in the buses. And then we had um, two of our uh, OG uh, neighbors lead us on a tour all around Nickeltown, oh, telling cool. us like different, stopping at different um, historical markers and just educating us. And it was incredible. And then we came back here, had a dinner um, provided um, by some of our uh, neighbors um, who uh, run a restaurant. And then um, and then we played bingo. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a total blast. Yeah. That's awesome. It was yeah. so fun. And, um, and that was just... It was very, very heartwarming to me. Um, I love working with elders and um, and just to see two um, groups of people that I'm very passionate about just come together was just (laughs) the best. Yeah, that's really (laughs) awesome. Well, I think that's it. We're so thankful that y'all gave your time to us this morning. Love hearing more yeah, about thank Elias. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah. And, and Joy, um, thanks for letting Cam out of the friend zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> letting him out. <laughs> Releasing him from the friend zone. Um, and that's it. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.